0: Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Good morning, Gell. Father Peter, we saw the spat yesterday in Dáil Air and what do you make of these spats? Do they carry any clout?
1: Afraid not. I'm I'm appalled by the uh, lifting of the ban on evictions. We are going to see a tsunami of human misery coming down the road. And it's coming down the road on this government's watch. I sometimes wonder, does this government really want to get re-elected? Because <laughs> they're going about it the wrong way. I pro- I've always proposed extending the ban on evictions with two caveats. First of all, that if a tenant is, is refusing to pay the rent or is engaged in anti-social behaviour, <clears throat> then the ban on evictions does not, does not apply. I'm not supporting such a tenant over against a landlord. And the second caveat was where a landlord can show that the ban on evictions is causing them serious difficulties, that there should be a fast track process by which that uh, an exemption from that ban can be granted to the landlord, such as a landlord who's in financial difficulties and needs to sell or a landlord who wants to move into the property themselves. And I know some of those landlords um, myself. myself. So I think that's fairly reasonable. And I think that gives gives uh, to landlords uh, a sense of security, that they're not stuck with an antisocial tenant. And there is a process by which they can regain the house if they are in serious difficulty.
0: And can I add another one into the mix as well? Because I've received a number of emails from people who've, uh, for uh, for personal reasons, have asked me not to even read them out, but they wanted to share them with me so they could give someone like me a balanced view of where they're coming (coughs) from. Uh, A family who have a, a son or daughter who are currently going through difficult times themselves and they need to try and get in them into the rental property. Where would you stand on something like that, Father Peter?
1: I think that would, cover, that would be covered by <clears throat> a fast-track process whereby the landlord can recover the property for their own use. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I mean, landlords at the moment, I think, are scared to death <laughs> right. that they're going to be saddled with a situation... Uh, over which they have no control. But I don't think it's anything to do with the bureaucracy or the change of l- legislation around renting. I think they're exiting the market because the cost price of houses is now almost at its peak. And they want to sell their assets before the c- price of housing starts to drop. I think that's the main reason why uh, landlords are exiting the market. That's only my guess. I know... Yeah. evidence to back it up, but I think it's a, a reasonable, a reasonable guess. The vast majority of landlords are very, very decent people, and the vast majority of tenants are very, very decent people. We're talking here about a small, such small number uh, mm. of both landlords and tenants who are in difficulties.
0: Uh, the <coughs> Taoiseach listed off four items there that he said was uh, the way they're going to combat this rental situation. What did you make of those suggestions? Did you see any credence in them?
1: Well, I think anything that will improve the uh, the housing uh, situation is is very very welcome. <clears throat> but three of those proposals are already on the table; have already been announced even before the ban on evictions was brought into place. Uh, the only one that wasn't is the ability of uh, tenants to purchase the house. But the reality is that most tenants are renting because they can't afford to purchase a house. So it's not particularly relevant. And a large percentage of renters are using the government's uh, subsidies such as HAP or RAS. Uh, and they're obviously not in a position to purchase their uh, the, the property.
0: Right. So I, I gave the example off air when I'm speaking to you uh, of the councillor in Wexford who contacted me or I contacted him and he had received eight phone calls very early uh, on the morning when this broke. Many people crying on the phone to him. What are you witnessing at the moment? Well,
1: I'm getting calls both from tenants and from landlords who are, uh, who are in distress as I say, landlords who want to move back into the property or need to sell the property because the rent they're getting isn't covering the mortgage on the property. They're losing money every week, every month, and they need to sell up to uh, to escape that uh, money trap that they're, they're, they're in. So what I'm mostly hearing from tenants, uh, <clears throat> yeah, they are scared to death, scared to death. That they're going to be evicted, and there is—I where they can go. <laughs> we, you know, there are 1,200 uh, units available for private renting in this country at the moment, uh, and that is a hopelessly inadequate number. People are queuing. There are forty, fifty, and sixty people queuing outside every uh, apartment or house that's uh, that's available to rent. Uh, and with homeless people, I've given up with homeless people telling them to look for private rented. Mm. It's just it's impossible. Right. It's too frustrating for them. They go to <coughs> viewing after viewing after viewing. They never get any no email or or, or phone call back to say no. You can't have it. Mm. <laughs> uh, It is just so frustrating. One of the key proposals is there are 25,500 Airbnbs advertised in this country at the moment. Most of those, almost all of those are not registered. Uh, And none of them will have, very few of them will have planning permission where that's required. The government are introducing a bill to make it illegal to advertise Airbnb unless you're registered. Uh, and they themselves reckon that'll bring twelve thousand units back into private residential use. I would like to see the fast track that bill get it through the Doyle and the Shannon in the next week, <laughs> and get those units back into use. The other option is, uh, or the other, or the other uh, pr- uh, thing would be. Uh, modular units the government have bought 700 modular units i'm saying by 7000 modular units and the government has the land the serviced land to put those units on let's do that they could be all in place by the end of this year and the other of course is the empty buildings that you see uh, every in every town and in ireland uh, Waterford Council have brought 45 empty buildings back into residential use over an 18-month period. Some local authorities have brought none back into use, or maybe one back into use.
0: Right.
1: I would give a target for every local authority to bring at least 45, 50 units back into use every year, uh, and that would increase the stock of, of housing cons- considerably.
0: It's a question we must put to our own local authority to see how many empty buildings we have brought back into use. I'm going to leave it there for the moment, Father Peter, but of course there's a human aspect to all of this as well. And if you hear of people crying down the phone, worried about where they're going to live, that is a major concern.
1: Thought they want is somewhere to live. <coughs> and the reality is they're probably not going to find anywhere to live. Worse than that, most homeless families are, uh, are accommodated temporarily in, be- in hotel bedrooms. The hotels are full and many of the hotels are reverting back to tourist use. So those hotel bedrooms may not be available even for a family who becomes becomes homeless. The real possibility is we will see families living on the streets, living in parks, going to guard the stations at night. Uh, That is the reality that's facing us at the moment. Uh, and it's it's very very frightening for society and it's very very frightening for those tenants who are uh, who have been given or will be given a notice to quit southeast radio's morning mix
0: chat news and your views
1: alan corcran